This morning we want to focus on our third dangerous prayer. First we prayed, Lord, search me. Second, we prayed, Lord, break me. And today we pray, Lord, stretch me. Today's study comes from Philippians 3, verses 10 through 14. Let me, let me read it for you. I, I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of the sharing in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, and so somehow to attain the resurrection from the dead. Not, not that I have already obtained all this, or have already been made perfect, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead, I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Let's bow for just a word of prayer. Dear, dear Father, I pray that you will, again, be with us in these moments as we study your word. And God, I pray that you will speak to us, that you'll challenge us this morning through these words from the Apostle Paul. God, I pray that you'll use me to bring forth the message, but God, that you'll open our hearts and our ears to hear your message that we might apply it to our lives. Speak to us now. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen. The Bible is full of commands that are difficult for us to put into practice. We, we may know these hard teachings, but, but it seems impossible to live them out in our lives. For example, James tells us that we're to be joyful in our trials. I mean, Philippians teaches that we're to do everything without complaining. Jesus says that we're to love our enemies and pray for those who mistreat us. I mean, these are hard teachings, hard teachings to apply to our lives. Let, let me give you another example from Jesus. In Luke 17, verses 3 through 5, it says, if your brother sins against you, rebuke him. And if he repents, forgive him. And if he sins against you seven times in a day and seven times comes back to you and says, I repent, forgive him. And the apostles responded. The apostles said to the Lord, increase our faith. Jesus is teaching his disciples here about forgiveness. If someone sins against you seven times in one day and he comes to you and asks for forgiveness, you're, you're to forgive him. I mean, no wonder the apostles asked Jesus to increase their faith. They were going to need a greater faith if they were going to practice this kind of radical forgiveness. We, we too will need the Lord to stretch us and give us a greater faith as we strive to put into practice some of the more difficult and challenging lessons of the Bible. And so that's our prayer this morning. Lord, stretch me. Stretch my faith that I may obey you fully. Doctors tell us that we gradually lose flexibility as we age. I heard this week about a middle-aged man who said, I always start my gym sessions with 20 minutes of stretching, pulling, and bending. And then I finally got my gym clothes on, and I can start my workout. 
I mean, we are simply less flexible as we grow older. The, The same thing can also be true spiritually. We can kind of grow rigid in our faith. We can stop growing in our faith. We can become content with where we're at in our Christian life. Satisfied with what we've learned and satisfied with what we've done. You know, physical therapists tell us that most adults, regardless of their age, they can do the splits. But it takes time and consistent training. I don't know about you, but I certainly can't do the splits. But, but again, if over time and training, you can do that. And it's equally true when it comes to the difficult teachings from the Scriptures. But they will take time and consistent training. The the Apostle Paul emphasized that truth in 1 Corinthians 9, verses 25 and 27. He says, all athletes are disciplined in their training. They all do it to win a prize that will fade away, but we do it for an eternal prize. I discipline my body like an athlete, training it to do what it should. Growing as a Christian, stretching our faith is like an athlete preparing to run a race. It will take discipline training. Kelly Garrison over at the Second Church in Danville said, The purpose of any training is to help you do something that you can't do right now. I remember when I was preparing for my first 5K, I used a program entitled From a Couch Potato to a 5K. The first day, I walked almost the entire 5K, jogging for just one minute. And then little by little, I increased how long I would jog and how often I would jog until I could run the entire 5K. We should do the same thing as disciples of Jesus. We start where we're at in our Christian life, and then we stretch our faith, stretch our obedience little by little. I wonder where may God be stretching your faith right now? Maybe he wants to stretch your faith in the area of trusting him. Or maybe in the area of generosity or forgiveness. Or maybe about developing a better attitude or a better habit. I mean, let's admit we all have room to grow, and we can grow with discipline training, with spiritual stretching. But I want you to know that you don't have to do this work all by yourself. God is going to help you grow. God is going to help you obey. Just listen to Philippians 1 verse 6. And I am certain that God, who began the good work within you, will continue his work until finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. God is going to do his part to help you and me grow and become what he wants us to be. He and his spirit will be working in us and with us. But we have to do our part We have to do our part with discipline training. We have to do our part with some spiritual stretching. In today's scripture from Philippians 3, the the Apostle Paul details for us three essential keys to discipline training. Three essential keys to spiritual stretching. Key number one is know what the goal is. 
be, before starting any training, before starting any stretching, you, you need to know what the goal is. You need to know what you want to accomplish. That's how Paul started in Philippians 3, 10 and 11. I, I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of sharing in his sufferings because like, becoming like him in his death and so somehow to attain the resurrection from the dead. There were two parts to, to Paul's life goal. First, he, he wants to know Jesus. The word for no used here isn't talking about some casual knowledge of Jesus, but he's talking about an intimate relationship with Jesus. As a matter of fact, the word for no used here is used to describe intimacy in marriage elsewhere in the Bible. God, our, our Paul, wanted to know Jesus intimately. He, he wanted to experience him and his resurrection power. He wanted to share in his life even the tough parts of life. Paul's goal was to know Jesus and second, to become like him. To become like him with all of its positives and all of its negatives. To become like Jesus in his joyful blessings and in his painful obedience. To become like Jesus in his love for people and his hatred for sin. To become like Jesus in living for God and in sacrificing for him. That was Paul's life goal and that should be our life goal. The goal for us as disciples of Jesus is to know him and to become like him. Let me, let me say that again. The goal for, Christ, for us as disciples of Jesus is to know him and to become like him. I met Christy at St. Louis Christian College. The first time we saw each other was in the lunch line. I was a junior, and I, and I was checking over the new freshman girls. Christy remembers that day, and she remembers that I was wearing yellow pants. Yellow pants were in back then, at least... I, I thought they were. But it was during my senior year, I decided that I wanted to get to know Chris Kelly. Not, not knowing that she doesn't like to be called Chris Kelly, but wants to be called Christy. And so I finally asked her out for a date, and surprisingly, she said yes. We started dating, we got to know each other better, and nine months later, we were married. That would be 46 years ago this past this next month. And we are still getting to know each other with each stage of life. Getting to know Jesus isn't like dating, it's like marriage. Getting to know him over a lifetime. Getting to share life with him, the good times and the difficulties. Remember, as Christians, we are disciples of Jesus. That means living with him, learning from him, and living like him. That was true of Jesus' first disciples during his ministry. I mean, they lived with him. They, they learned from him that they might live like him. And that needs to be true of us as his disciples today. That needs to be our goal, to know him and to become like him. Paul began his spiritual stretching knowing what his goal was. And, and that's where we need to begin our spiritual stretching, our discipline training, knowing what the goal is. 
Key number two is to recognize you've not reached the goal. Paul had a high goal. A high goal of knowing Jesus and becoming like him. And he knew that he had not reached that high goal. Look at at what he wrote, Philippians 3, verses 12 and 13. Not that I have already obtained all this, or, or have already been made perfect, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. Paul doesn't claim that he has it all together. That he was perfect. That that he was all that Jesus wanted him to be. Instead, it's the exact opposite. He confesses that he wasn't there yet. He had some faults. He had room to grow. Now, if if that was true for Paul, as an apostle, it is certainly true for you and me. I mean, I believe that Paul was farther along in his spiritual stretching than any of us. He knew Jesus better than we know him. And he became more like Jesus than we have become like Jesus. And so if Paul was still short of the goal, certainly we are short of the goal. We're not there yet, are we? I mean, all of us have our faults. And all of us, no matter where we're at in our Christian life, have room to grow. And yet it is so easy to become complacent and comfortable as Christians. To begin to think, I, well, I already know enough. I've already served enough. I've already done enough. I've already grown enough. I'm already good enough. But none of that is true. We will never know enough about Jesus. We will never do enough to serve him. We will never grow enough to become like him. We will never be good enough. None of us will ever reach that goal. None of us today are where God wants us to be. And that should motivate us to take action and stretch ourselves spiritually. There's a painting that Michelangelo painted on the ceiling of the Sistine Chapel in Vatican City. In Vatican City. It, it pictures God and the first man, Adam. And in the picture, God is stretching out his hand to reach out to Adam. He's doing everything to reach him. But Adam is making no effort in the picture to reach out to God. His elbow is on his knee and he's simply holding up his hand casually. Again, we need to be careful that we don't have that same kind of an attitude towards God. I mean, he is reaching out to us. He wants to do all that he can to work in our lives. And yet we can make no effort to reach out to him. No effort to work with him. I'm too old for spiritual stretching. I'm too old. I'm set in my ways. I'm too imperfect. And I guess I'll always be that way. Craig Groeschel makes this powerful statement in his book, The Christian Atheist. He says, if you're not dead, you're not done. We all have work to do. We all have room to grow. None of us have reached the goal of knowing Jesus intimately and becoming like him. 
That was Paul's second key to spiritual stretching. The second key to our spiritual stretching, to our discipline training. Recognize you've not reached the goal. And then key number three is to focus on reaching the goal. I mean, if you have a goal that you want to reach and God wants you to reach it, and if you realize that you haven't reached the goal, what do you do? You focus on reaching the goal. Look what the Apostle Paul said, Philippians 3, verse number 12. Not that I have already obtained all this, or have already been made perfect, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Paul was pressing on towards the goal. He was stretching himself to reach towards the goal of knowing Jesus intimately and becoming like him. And we must do the same. Francis Chan says it this way in his book, Crazy Love. He says, we never grow closer to God when we just live life. It takes deliberate pursuit and attentiveness. I I like that last sentence. It takes deliberate pursuit and attentiveness. We can't just coast our way through the Christian life. It it, It requires deliberate pursuit. Going back to my 5K, I would have never reached that goal. If I, had not, if I had not deliberately pursued it over months and weeks. The, the same thing is true in our goal as Christians. We will never reach the goal. We'll never get closer to the goal if we don't deliberately pursue it over the weeks and months and years. God doesn't want us to be spectators sitting in the stand. He wants us to be on the track, running the race for Jesus, winning the prize for Jesus. How is Paul running his spiritual race? And how should we be running our spiritual race? Paul says that there are two important elements to running the race. The first, forgetting past failures and past successes. When you run a race, you don't look back. You look forward towards the finish line, towards the goal. Paul put it this way in Philippians 3, 13. Brothers, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead. Paul had some failures in the past, some big failures. I mean, he once did everything that he could to oppose Jesus and his church, persecuting and killing Christians. And hurt over these past failures could have kept him from pressing on towards the goal. And hurt over our past failures can keep us from pressing on towards the goal. But that's that's not what Paul did. When, When he fell, he got up and started running again. And he suggests that we do the same. I mean, the Bible is full of examples of men and women who failed God, but they didn't let that stop them, and it must not stop us. As one preacher put it, when you make a mistake, recognize it, admit it, learn from it, and forget it. And I'd add one more, move on. You know, Paul also had some successes in his ministry. I mean, he was spreading the message of Christ and starting churches throughout the Roman Empire. It would have been easy for him at some point just to kick back and reflect upon all that God had done in his life. But that wasn't going 
to get him any closer to the goal. And people, it doesn't get us any closer to our goal to kick back and reflect upon all the good things, focus on the good things that God has done in our lives and our church. Instead, we needed to say, focused on the future, focus on reaching the goal ahead of us. That is the second important element, according to Paul, in running the race, straining forward towards the goal. He said so powerfully. Philippians 3, 13 and 14. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead, I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Paul was constantly straining forward towards the goal, stretching himself that he might know Jesus better, stretching himself that he might become more like him. And that's exactly where each of us needs to be, straining forward towards the goal, stretching ourselves that we might know Jesus better and stretching ourselves that we might become like him. I wonder how might God be stretching you right now? I mean, does he want you to do something? Or maybe to stop do something. Stop do something. Stop doing something. Does God want you to give something or maybe to receive something? Does God want you to say something or to stop saying something? Does God want you to start something or end something? Does God want you to love someone and help them? Does God want you to forgive someone and extend grace to them? Does God want you to learn some difficult lesson and live it out in your lives? However... God is stretching you today. Let him stretch you. The Gospel of Mark tells us of a man with a withered hand who came to Jesus for healing. And Jesus told him simply to reach out his hand, and when he did, he was healing. He was healed. The the same thing will be true if we stretch out our lives for Jesus. If we stay focused on straining towards the goal, God will work among us. He will work among us as never before. I believe God will work as we pray this dangerous prayer. Lord, search me. Lord, stretch me. Stretch my faith that I may obey you fully. That that brings us to our practical application this morning. What what are we going to do as a result of this morning's message? I've got three action steps for you this morning. Number one, remember your goal as a disciple of Jesus is to know him and to become like him. I know that I may be talking some people today on the radio that don't have a relationship right now with Jesus. And, And I'd like to challenge you towards a relationship with him. I would like to challenge you to, again, accept him as Lord and Savior of your life. But, but if you're a disciple, if you're a believer right now, you, you need to understand that God has a goal for your life. And your goal is to know Jesus and become like him. Second, realize that you haven't reached and will never reach this goal. But don't be content with where you are spiritually. I think it's so important. None of us have reached the goal. I certainly haven't reached the goal. 
And, and yet, I, I, I don't want to be content with where I'm at. I, I want to keep growing. There's room to grow. And that's just as true for each of you who are listening. And so, last of all, focus on reaching the goal. Focus on forgetting past failures and past successes and straining forward towards the goal. Straining forward towards the goal. Let me pray for you. Dear dear Father, I pray for those who are listening today. I I pray that you might, again, work in in their lives. God, I I pray that each of us will realize uh, the goal that you have for us. First, the desire that you have for us to have a relationship, a saving relationship with you. But then now in that relationship for most of us who are listening, may we recognize that we have a goal. May we recognize that we have a goal to to get to know Jesus better and and, and a goal to become like him. God, I confess today to you that I'm short of that goal. And that's true for everyone who's listening, we're short of the goal. But God, help me never to be content. Help us to never be content with where we're at in our Christian walk, but pressing forward for you. And that's what I pray. God, I pray that you will just stretch us. Stretch us that that we will obey you fully. (laughs) That as we learn things from your son, that as we learn things from your word, that we'll with stretching, (laughs) with your help and our work, be able to put those things into practice. God, I pray that you will do a work in each of us. And God, I pray that you'll do also a work through us to impact others. We pray all this in the powerful name of your son, Jesus. Amen. We, we thank you so very much for listening today. Uh, we're glad that you share with us each week and invite you to share again with us next Sunday. Well, matter of fact, we invite you to come and worship with us on Sundays. I mean, we're getting together, we're practicing social distancing, we're trying to keep everyone safe, but you'd be, you'd be more than welcome to share with us at the Paxton Church of Christ. And if there's a way that we can minister to you, please let us know. Please give us a call on our church phone, 217-379-4443, or, or, or contact us on our website, uh, paxtonchurchofchrist.org. We, we'd love to minister to you. We'd love to, again, for God to work together with you uh, to make a difference uh, in, in, in your life. Again, thank you for listening. We look forward to sharing with you. May God bless you in, in this week ahead.